This is the City of London Wealth Management Awards and True Potential winning best online and mobile access. So I just think before we get started, a little well done to ourselves. Um, let's just look at accumulation. Why why should you have a pension, Neil? Why what 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 is good about a pension? About can well, you rely on the state pension in retirement? No is definitely the answer. Because pensions itself, it's a long-term savings vehicle. It's a long-term savings plan. How can you make pensions sexy? How can you make them, you know, <laughs> appealing to the, the, the general member of the public? So. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the True Potential Do More With Your Money podcast. It's episode 111. Uh, I don't know we've got that far, but here we are. Uh, and it's also Friday the 1st of April, so I'm joined by hopefully no fools today, uh, but I've got Neil Rayner, who is head of our uh, centralised advice team, Advice. I've got Jenny Hall, Jenny Lang, who works within our platform <laughs> investments team. I'm also joined by Sophie, and it's not your first time, I believe. Is that right? Just my second. Just yeah. the second. But speaking of first timers, uh, we're joined by Donald as well. So, Donald, if you would just like to introduce yourself in just a little bit about what you do and also where you are. Yeah. Good morning. Thanks, Greg. Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Donald Sonboy, and I'm joining you live from Edinburgh this morning. Um, I currently oversee the pensions technical team. Um, the team is actually a diverse kind of, kind of team. Right now, I, we play a diverse role within the within TPI and the group, um, spanning from operations to projects. Um, central to that, we actually run a tripartite approach to technical support. So first being to our clients to ensure they understand self-invested pensions, then to our advisors, partners, and stakeholders to ensure that we give them the support as and when required. And third, we work closely with the regulators to ensure that we're compliant and we also remain compliant. So that's what we do within TPI. Great. Great. Thank, thank you, Donald. Thank you. And you, you're obviously not in, in Newcastle, so you're sitting at, at home today. Is that right? Yes, I am walking from home today. Um, yeah, coming to you live and direct, four degrees, Edinburgh. Oh, well. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Thank you, Donald. Well, we'll we'll no doubt be speaking to you throughout the podcast today. So, uh, thank you for your introductions. And before we get started on today's topic, which is all about pensions, what does the future hold for your pension? Is the title I've got here, but we'll probably do all things pensioners as we go around. Um, what I wanted to do is just start with this beautiful award. Am I holding it up the right camera? There you are. This is the City of London Wealth Management Awards and True Potential winning best online and mobile access. So I just think before we get started, a little well done to ourselves. Um, it's it's always great going to these ceremonies and we're always shortlisted for you know a number of awards. But for me, I always think taking anything technology is always a good thing. I, I, would you agree? Yeah, definitely. definitely. Good, good. Don't say too many words, guys. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it, it's, it's a fantastic achievement. Well done to everybody at True Potential especially the development team who've worked over the last year or so in upgrading all of our technology under the new C-Next, which is now available on mobile and, and on the web. So I guess as well as we go through the webinar, um, or not the webinar, the, the podcast, we'll certainly be able to kind of tell everyone how they can utilise the technology that we've that we've won the awards yeah, for. So. Yeah, I think you've had a look at the changes to the new app. It's pretty apparent that it's been a, a really good overhaul of, of the current 
you know the way that we use it and there's a lot of content on there including this podcast as well so i think it's one for clients to really get stuck into and no better recognition than a nice award so there you go um as well on today's podcast we're doing things a little bit different we've got nobody from the investment management firm here so for anybody like that that bit at the start where we've normally got jeff or or or, or one of the team talking about the markets just dial into the morning markets and you know catch up on the latest on there we'll have today's episode live already and that'll be available on youtube under the under the channel so look out for that and before we get into all things pensions I just wanted to stress no advice is going to be given on today's session. So <laughs> if you are listening, you do think what we're giving is a little bit of guidance, a little bit of information, always speak to a financial advisor here at True Potential. So if you're in a position right now where you're thinking, do I need to put more in? I'm at the time to take some out. Always speak to a member of the team like Neil or, you know, one, one of his uh, advisors working here at True Potential or indeed your advisor. So... I think that's the formalities. Let's let's get into to pensions, everybody. So, really, for me, what we're going to be looking at is 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 kind of the life cycle of a pension. You know, a pension can start at a young age, and can live with you right till you die if you if you get it right. So, let's just look at accumulation. Why why should you have a pension, Neil? Why what 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 is good about a pension? Well, obviously, the, apart from the obvious, it, it you know, provides some income on retirement. Um, I think we've, in previous sort of um, podcasts, we've always talked about the importance of starting early, which is really important. Why? Because we say that you don't have to save large sums of money straight away. You save what you can afford every month. And ultimately, over a 25, 30-year, 35-year cycle, that's going to provide something for you in retirement, which you'll need. Um, you know, we we often talk about can you rely on the state pension in retirement? No, is definitely the answer because the cost of living is going up, which we've seen pretty evident over the last couple of months, especially with rocketing fuel prices, um, you know, shopping, that sort of stuff. So the cost of living is definitely going up. We know that the state pension um, will not be sufficient for the average person on retirement. So really... You need to save into a pension now because you do get tax benefits by doing so. And obviously, you've got to provide that income when you retire. Absolutely. And what, what when you're saying there's benefits of going into a pension, that's the likes of tax, tax relief, relief, you know, and, and, and the like. Let's just kick them around for a little bit. So what, what, what type of benefits are there when I, when I say put in £100 into my pension? Yeah, so you'd initially get tax relief straight away once that goes in. That's the 20%, which is you initially get. Um, and then obviously, depending on how much money you earn, you could get higher, uh, a separate amount of tax. You could get an additional amount of tax, depending on how much um, you know you earn, which is obviously relatable. Um, but yeah, it's anything that you're going to, you know, we talk about saving into stocks and shares, which is inflation busting because, you know, inflation is quite high at this moment. You can't get any better than saving into a pension because if, even if you get, if you're a basic rate taxpayer and you get an immediate uplift of 20%, that's pretty inflation beating in itself. So you're getting that immediately, um, and why not get that? Because saving into a pension is the best way to provide for your retirement. I think as well because it's a long-term investment, or <coughs> in the main, it's you know a long-term investment. It's not like you can just you know decide one day that you want to buy a handbag or a car, or you know go on holiday and you know kind of withdraw it as you could an ISA or a general investment account. So it <coughs> really is kind of a, a a safe way to make sure that you've got that retirement um, kind of nest yeah. egg. 
And Sophie, we've talked about, you know, technology and, and we, we, we probably talk about it on every podcast at Tree Potential. But just explain a little bit about the, the way technology can help clients in understanding what they've got, but also what they need to get to where they want to want to be at the end. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, coming back to that and while we win such awards and things like that, one of the things that clients really do like on the site is the fact that you can set a goal for your pension. So as Neil's saying, you know, you need to have that in mind and what, what you might need in the future. So you can go on and you can edit it whenever you like and you can put in sort of how much you might think you'll need in retirement, what you earn at the moment, um, and it would figure out how much you would need per month and really if you're on track to get there and if not, how much you do need to be putting yeah. in regularly to yeah. reach that point. So that's a bit a big help with planning for the future and of course you can speak to your adv- advisor and things like that. But if you did think your goal had changed and you wanted to see how that had impacted what you're putting in and where it, where it's going, you can easily go on and have a little have a little play about on the site and it, it shows you all really clearly with the graphs and gives you an ag- exact monthly figure as well. So yeah, it's pretty handy. Cool. And Jenny, in your role as well, how can money be paid into a pension? Because obviously some of our listeners might think, well, I take me book into the you know the 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 bank or wherever and i've got to queue up and then i've got to give cash or whatever but what ways do true potential allow customers to get money from wherever it is into their pension yeah absolutely so there's a number of different ways it kind of totally depends how you want to top up so if you prefer to top up little and often or even you know kind of when you you know get a big bonus or whatever it may be you can use the likes of the impulse save feature which is a great bit of technology that allows you to top up from as little as a pound um so whether it's a pound or whether it's a hundred pound or whether it's a thousand pound you can pop that in as and when you know you can the other great way to do it is actually as sophie said you know if you're if you're setting a goal and you can contribute to that goal each month setting up a direct debit so it comes out as part of your bill payments so you're not even thinking that's disposable income it is just you know part of part of savings um you know and always for for people like my parents who still own a checkbook um if you (laughs) wanted to top up by check you know we can still facilitate that as well i think it's really important you know you've got options when you want to top up uh, put money into your pension so if you put you know you wanted to put maybe 30 40 thousand into your pension you maybe you think well i might want to speak to an advisor for that um or you know i'm quite comfortable i can use the impulsive feature and i don't need yeah. to speak maybe it's for your, your, your smaller amounts as well absolutely couldn't agree more couldn't agree more and i think for me or on kind of the what types of pensions again we'll have listeners today who mm maybe don't have a personal pension, they might have a final salary uh, pension. But again, Neil, I'm just going to look to you to just explain maybe some of the differences in pension types because, you know, most people on on the street would say, yes, I've got a pension. Yeah. But actually understanding the differences between the types of pensions you can have and also the the different access you've got to those. Yeah. Do you you maybe want to kick that off? Yeah, so typically you might have a final salary pension, um, you know, which is sort of based on... Um, your wage and it's based on maybe how many years you've worked for that company um, or a defined benefit scheme those workplace schemes really aren't offered anymore um, because um, his well historically they've shown to be paid out very good large sums of retirement amounts so 
because companies can't really afford to have those schemes anymore, now you'll probably see defined contribution schemes and personal pensions, which are money purchase schemes, which you typically your money is invested in those types of uh, types of schemes um, or investments like the true potential portfolios. So you've got sort of final salary schemes, which are the older ones, um, and then you've got more towards the personal pensions, which are more um, of the modern type pensions. Um, the difference between the two really is um, <coughs> a personal pension. If you took the true potential pension, tends to be invested in the true potential portfolios. Um, they have a great deal of flexibility because since pension freedoms in 2015, um, there are a lot more flexibility with the pensions for clients. So you can maybe change your income. Um, whereas typically with a final salary scheme or a defined benefit scheme, you've got that set amount coming every month into the scheme. Um, but with the personal pensions, you have a lot more flexibility. Um, so you can access that pot whenever you want. Um, you might wash, wish to access it through flexi access drawdown, which is very, very common. Um, uh, where you typically take your tax-free cash of 25% or however much tax-free cash you wish to take and then you, the rest has remained invested or you might want to take an income from that invested amount as well. So clients now have a lot more flexibility with their pensions. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm, I'm conscious Donald's somewhere listening over our shoulder but Donald, I was just going to ask you to kind of jump in at this stage as, as clients start to get to retirement age, um, the, the, there's obviously a lot of questions that they'll have at that point where they're thinking, what's the right thing to do? Because you can only do it once. Uh, you know, I think that's that's quite important. But if I just pose the question to you, it's quite vague, so apologies, but should you always take 25% tax-free cash at retirement? Well, that's um, thanks, Greg. Um, that's a very key, you know, it's a key question. Should you take your 25% tax and tax-free cash? Like I'll just echo before I answer that, just echo a bit of what we talked about in terms of the advantages of pension to have pensions. We talked about the tax, tax free cash that you get on pension. Obviously, there's also the protection of lump sum. So tax free lump sum, which is the tax free cash that you get um, on your pension. So 25. So where really it, it, it depends on this is where the concept of needs and wants come in. Do you need to take your 25% tax-free cash? Is it for a need or is it for a want? So if it's a need, you need to pay bills. Yes, you could take it. Or is it for a want? I just want to buy some bling or just um, buy a Gucci wristwatch or something. That is a want. So the concept of needs and wants will come in there. But like um, Jenny said, pensions itself, it's a long-term savings vehicle. It's a long-term savings plan. So. A long-term savings plan, you shouldn't really be dipping into a long-term savings plan. If it's you, That's why you have the short-term savings plan. So if you're looking at short-term, you're talking about what Neil said in terms of ISAs and GIA, so in, um, individual savings accounts or general investment account. So those are short-term investment plans. So but pension really, it's a long-term savings plan. But when, when you get to retirement, and pretty much at retirement, we expect that income, your, you know, you have a reduced income. So that's also one of the advantages of having a pension because pension itself fills that gap when you retire. So if you need to use your 25% tax-free cash, by all means, you've saved it, then you are able to do that. But if it's just for a want, I would expect that you probably have all the short-term savings, which you can use for maybe a want if you want. It's not, there's nothing wrong in you know splodging on yourself or just you know, splashing out if you want. But key anything that you take if you take funds 25 percent from a tax-free environment it's a it, pension is also a tax efficient environment 
So if you take that away from your pension and you put it into your into your bank account, now you don't have that you don't have that t tax cover that you have within a pension. So you pretty much have to think carefully about what you want, what your needs are, why you need to take that twenty five percent. If you don't have to take the um, tax-free lump sum, by all means, let it stay invested, let it continue to grow within your pension. But if you don't have a medium to short-term um, savings plan and pension is all you have and you've reached your retirement age, and if you need to use that, please, by all means, do that. But I'll just echo what Neil said in terms of getting appropriate financial advice. That's key. So before you go in dipping into a pension or taking any you know, speak to an advisor. If you don't have one, contact us. We'll get you, you know, connected to one. So it's it's pretty much the concept of needs and wants. What are your needs? Do you need to take it? Yes, you do need to take it. Then it's there for you to use. But do I have other short-term savings um, plan? Yes, I do. Dip into those first. That's what I would do before going into a pension because I still want to maintain that maximum tax efficiency wrap I've got within a pension. So pension will be the last thing I'll pretty much dip into really yeah i i, I think right. as well donald you, you you again dead right and i think the only the only bit i'd, I'd add or, or kind of emphasize is that loss of growth once you're taking it out of the the tax the tax position you're also taking it out of the markets you're putting it into the bank and you know we've 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 covered previous podcasts on the likes of inflation and you know losing money in the bank versus being invested you you're taking it away from that growth and environment as well so i think as well it's, it's probably an important point and donald you can probably you know back this up but you might not need the full 25 percent. you might only need a portion of that you've still got the availability to kind of say all right well my <coughs> my hundred thousand pound pension you know i can take you know 25 percent tax free i actually only want ten thousand pound you can do that as well yeah. I think there's a big misconception as well that when people come to retirement, they have to take the 25% tax-free cash, yeah. Um, yeah. and it's quite evident that, that they don't. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so sorry, Donald, do you want to jump in there as well? Yes, I just well, you know, wanted to, you know, do what Jenny talked about. Yes, that's absolutely correct. And what Neil also said, you don't have to take your 25%. So a lot of people actually think when you come to retirement, oh, now I can take 25%. You don't have to take it so if you don't need it don't take it and you don't really have to take the 25 percent as a lump sum up front so laura jenny said if it's only ten thousand you need you are able to take that ten thousand pounds so it's just pretty much asking yourself the question the key question what do you need in retirement do you want the flexibility to take as much or as little as you want so um when do you need to take it and do you want do you want to also take do you also, when you're taking withdrawals, do you want it to continue to grow within that, you know, within the pension environment? Yes, if it is a yes. So you are able to tell what you actually take out within the pension. So that's pretty much key. So if you do not need to take money out of pensions, you don't have to, but if you need to do that, then it's there, it's a safe haven for you, some sort of a fallback for you to do, for you to take if you have to, if you need it. Absolutely. Thanks, Donald. And if we look at it, let, let, let's now move into the next part of it, which is a pensions there to essentially become an income for, for, for yourself from retirement or death. That's the, the, the whole purpose of this. But Neil, you'll be advising clients about taking withdrawals on a monthly basis to pay income. And I'm assuming the advice is much the same. It's don't take too much. Make sure you take enough. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, and the big thing about the financial advice is to make sure that um, it's going to be sustainable for the client until basically they're not here anymore. Um, you know, and we we do a lot of work with advice uh, with clients, um, looking at their income, looking at their expenditure, looking at what they they're going to be spending on retirement, and then looking at their overall pension pot. It's not just the pension pot as well. It could be things that they've got in ICEs and savings, anything which is going towards the retirement. Um, we have a lot of clients now who have inheritance tax issues, and as we know, um, by keeping your funds in the pension, that's shielded from inheritance tax. So it's a really, you know, uh, um, the best thing is to speak to an advisor because um, you know the advisor will look at everything, your whole situation, your holistic financial planning, if you like. Um, and it's really important to speak to one if you're unsure about, you know, how much income you need in retirement. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Mm. And into the future, who knows what the future holds for us <laughs> in pensions? You know, we. I'm looking around the table, and we we'll all probably never retire. Maybe you might be okay in your age, <laughs> but maybe this end of the table, we we might never retire. But you know, pen, pension ages, as as far as we can remember, has only ever gone up. As has life expectancy. So you could say they're they're kind of in line, but. I don't know, I'll, I'll probably be working in B&Q when I'm about 90 years old, still stacking shelves. I, I can't see retirement coming for me, but what, what's everyone's thoughts about pension age moving up, up and up? Yeah, it's going to go up as life expectancy goes up. You know, people are living longer. Um, whether or not, you know, people who are in their 20s now will get a state pension, we don't know. Um, but typically, how can you safeguard against that, saving to a personal pension, uh, put some money aside? Um you know, get the advantages of starting early because for when you do retire in 30, 40 years' time, you don't know that you'll have a little bit of that state pension to fall, to fall back on. Mm. Um, so why why take a risk? Um, put, put some money away. And it doesn't, like I said before, it doesn't have to be a large amount. If you're young and you want to save into a pension, I probably wish I had to start saving into a pension earlier than what I started. Um, but, you know, the opportunities for now, especially through the technology. And like Jenny said before, if you want to commit yourself to maybe a smaller direct debit of, say, £25 a month, something like that, or £50 <coughs> a month, you've got spare money um, out of your wage at the end of the month. Why not impulsive it into the yeah. pension? Absolutely. Okay. I think as well, you know, especially now, if you contribute into that pension, you, you're likely to get an employer contribution as yeah. well. So, you know, it's, it's it's not just what you're putting in, it's what your employer's putting in, plus what he, you know, kind yeah. of the government are putting yeah. in with the mm -hmm. tax relief as well. So yeah. it really is... Yeah, so you're getting two boosts sure. in that pension, potentially one from your employer and one from the yeah. government. Yeah, plus growth. Yeah. I think, Sophie, you're, you're kind of somebody I'd look at and say, do you, are you, are you going to be reliant on the, the government for your pension or are you taking it into your own hands? So... Absolutely not. Um, as you're all saying, so sitting here in early 20s, it's one of those things that, you know, you can't really rely on it being there in sort of 20 years and never mind when I'm probably going to retire, which is unfortunately Five years, a, very Five. <laughs> a, a, very long, a very long way off. Um, but if you just sort of think that it won't be there and if it does, it's a bonus. Um, but it's not something that, that I don't think anyone sort of of my age category can really rely on at the moment. So, yeah, definitely not. It's interesting, isn't it? Because it used to be the nanny state, didn't it? You used to always have that 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 comfort there, and it's yeah. interesting hearing a somebody younger than me, but having that opinion of I'm just not expecting it. That's yeah. I think as well for sort of me, um, the impulse saver mind is a good idea. Yeah. So you know you can have small direct debit, but just setting a little reminder that pings you maybe towards the end of the month. Mm -hmm. So if you do have a bit of extra. Even if it's not much, if it's just like, you know, another £20 to put in, um, it's always a good idea. And if it gives you a little text, it's a little bit of a, 
our publisher do that. Yeah, uh, and so another feature as well, what Sophie said before, was the, the goal. Um, you know, if you can put that um, little bit more in an extra each month, either through impulse save or increasing your direct debit, it'll show you the effect it has in 20, 25 years and what that projection will be and what you're going to get potentially yeah. on retirement. Yeah. Absolutely. Another topic, auto-enrolment, uh, another type of pension uh, through your through your pay, essentially. I, I, I think it was when it when it was first announced, the, the one thing I, th I personally thought it was missing was the fact you could opt out. It should have been made mandatory to all employed people in the UK, basically, or everybody that qualified for it. Reason being, a bit like you've said before, Neil, you wish you'd have started younger. Mm -hmm. You look at the statistics, the, the younger you are, the less likely you are to be opted into your workplace pension. It's it's a statistic that's there. The older people are, the more likely they are to be paying into it because they're getting closer to retirement. Mm -hmm. They're starting to think about it. And it, if it was made mandatory and if it was, you know, if you're earning a wage over this amount, this is how much is going in. And obviously, as we've talked about, you, your employer can match it. Yeah, um, and also as well, you can't touch it till you're 55. Correct. So, you know, you, you, you treat it as a bill. It's going to be there. And then um, you can't access it till you're 55 anyway. So. And I was going to ask a personal question of everybody's opted in, I'm assuming, around this table. Yes. But yes. we're all sensible people here, true potential. But I've, I've got a, a, a couple of friends I speak to who, you know, immediately opt out. Because to them, that's money in their pocket. You know, I, I'm not giving my money away to this pension thing and it's because of a lack of understanding and again really it's always about if you if you are working you're not paying into a pension look at this look at the workplace scheme speak to the team at your end and see what they they they, they offer because um, it's always a good way of starting yeah as well and i think there's a lot of so people who maybe are, are 40 or approaching the age of 40 may think oh well you know i've not been put into a pension that's I, it's too late for me it's really not mm -hmm. because you could be retiring when you're 67 68 so you've got another 27 28 years worth of contributions there mm -hmm. and that could create a, a really decent decent pension pot yeah yes absolutely and and, and another one for me and this is one i'm not all I'd fair with, and I'm hoping Neil and, and, and certainly Donald can chip in at this bit, but we, we've got this thing where it's been banded around the press and in the industry. It's, it's probably not made its way out to the public yet, uh, but we've got the pensions dashboard. Uh, yeah. It's something to, to help, say, people who've had five or six jobs over their lifetime in being able to look at all of these older schemes that maybe are not normally accessible to them, but... I don't know, Neil. It, it, I think the idea behind it, yeah, is, is just to make sure that you're fully aware of what the, the, the total pot is that you have towards retirement. So what it'll typically do is pull all your pensions together, um, have it on one dashboard so a person can go onto that dashboard uh, and typically look and see what is the full amount that they're going to have contributing towards their retirement pot. Yeah, I think beneficial to true potential clients, they've already been able to consolidate all of their pensions onto our technology. So if they do have a, a, an old legacy pension, they can bring the data across under the TP systems and view it. Yeah. Um, but this dashboard's going to help them get there. And Donald, I'll, I'll just jump across to you there as well, and, yeah. just to add a bit of, bit more onto that. Yeah, pretty much what Neil has said. Um, the pension dashboards program, it's pretty much been, you know, it's been going on for a few years and obviously accommodating, st starting, we have a staging period starting in April 2023. So it's essentially a dashboard, which is a hub, a simple hub where clients can actually find and view their pensions, all their pension they've got, including their state pension. So from your state pension straight to your private pension or your personal pension, you've got with 
any scheme at all. So it's a simple dashboard powered by pretty much by the industry so that every client can have a find and a view reason to go in there. So it pretty much helps with, like you said, it could help with consolidation and it could also help, it would also help with finding lost pensions. So it's a very, very, very important, you know, piece of um, development that the, you know, the industry is really looking forward to. Now there are various staging, um, staging processes um, going on. So staging, um, staging areas. So we've got the large schemes are meant to actually go into that um, program between April 2023, um, 2023 and 2024. So while we have the medium size um, schemes we're going about 2025 to 2026, so the smaller schemes and also the micro schemes that are maybe one or two or three member schemes are also able to go in and address from 2026. So it's pretty much a nifty kit that would um, that would pretty much change the face of pension in a, in a in a slightly different way. So clients are able. So if you're able to, it's pretty much like a you know I can say like a banking app. So you have a banking app where you go and have all your you can pretty much put all your all your banks, all your bank accounts on an app. So it's pretty much, but this is a dashboard for pensions. And the beauty about it is all your pensions, including your state pension. If I can just backtrack a bit, when we talked about the various types of pensions that we've got, and Neil said, we've got the DB and the, um, so the defined benefit and the defined contributions pension. There's also one that actually does it. We don't talk about within the structure of DB and DCs, which is the state pension. So essentially, it's money you get from the government when you hit uh, state retirement age. So can you leave off that? We've pretty much covered it, you know, on this session and previous session, you can't really leave on your state pension. So, but what the pension dashboard programs really essentially is, will we'll pretty much consolidate, you know, will show you all the pensions you've got within the UK, within the UK, including your state pension. And it's also a good, a good tax planning tool so for Neil and then um, the lads that give advice to pen and uh, guidance to advisors and all that. So where you are able to see all your pension within one, within a dashboard, then it's easier for you to plan. And like I said, three different staging periods, the large schemes going 2023, 24, medium size scheme, 20, 2024, 25, and the small to micro schemes, 2026. So we, we, we're, we're really excited in the industry for that. And we're looking forward to that. Great. Thanks, Donald. And hopefully it's not delayed like everything else that comes out. You know, normally there's a... <laughs> well, sounds great, I've, sounds I've, great I've in 2025. That. Yeah, okay. Let me just... Uh, because I hope it's not going to get delayed because the consultation, the FCA consultation for that is still open at the moment. It's not yes. closed yet. So we're still in the consultation period, kind of. But look, the industry is great get up to receive this. So the FCA consultation doesn't close until the 8th of April, I think. So it's still on. The DWP one closed um, a couple of, uh, I think, about a month ago. Yes. So, um, touch wood, there will be no delays on this one because we are really excited and uh, looking forward to it. Really, great. Thanks, Donald. Well, what we'll do, ladies and, and gentlemen, we'll we'll probably just quickly have a, a recap. Normally, the question at the end of the podcast, what you're doing at the weekend, but it's boring because Neil's normally riding his bike or something like that. So, <laughs> yeah. You probably are riding your bike this weekend again, Neil, if the weather's nice. I'm not, actually. I'm going no. to Manchester. Oh, OK. There you go. Lovely. There you go. Because I used to live there. You did used to live yeah. in Manchester. Yeah. I remember that. Well, the question I'm going to ask, and this is on behalf of our, our viewers and listeners, how can you make 
pensions sexy? How can you make them, you know, <laughs> appealing to the, the, the general member of the public? So for me, my answer, and I'll go first, hopefully steal all one the best of your yeah. answers, but yeah, yeah. my answer is going to be technology. It's a real leveller. You know, it, it, it means you can contribute £1 into your pension today. You know, you could get your phone out, you could impulse save, and you could put a pound in today. There's nobody else in the UK, you know, allowing that to happen. It's normally got to be a full contribution or it's got to be full financial advice, which you have to pay for. Technology for me is how to make pensions exciting. Donald, you could see how enthused he was talking about a dashboard, which is a, a really boring thing, actually. But, you know, because it's using technology, it's harnessing it and it's letting you see things you wouldn't normally be able to access. So for me today, I can log in, put money in. I can't take it out because I'm not 55. That's great. It's locked away. But actually what I can start doing is saying, you know, I'm a little bit short. I need to put a bit more in. I need to, And having a goal ahead of yourself is always better because it gives you something to get towards. So for me, making pensions... I feel like he's covered everything off. Yeah. Yeah. He's literally taking everything. Making them sexy is all about yeah. technology. The so only thing that I was going to add is, um, kind of still technology-related, but is you've got the true potential rewards. So, you know, you can opt to put that in your pension one. as well. Yeah. So, um, you know, yes, it's nice to have it maybe in a... In, in your ISA or your GIA but again if it's money that you weren't expecting back mm-hmm. get it into your pension and if um, you've got any first time listeners a what's a true potential rewards so true potentials rewards actually Sophie you might be better explaining this or um, well the main one we get questions about is just eat which Greg uses all the time <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so <laughs> really just we, we've partnered with loads of merchants so if you're thinking about buying something you know online on your phone um, just pop onto your true potential site have a look on the rewards page you can search wherever you're going to buy something from it's more than likely it's on there and you just go on through the true potential website and then they give you cash back that you can put into your policy so mm-hmm. cash that you weren't expecting to get back so exactly. bonus yeah. yeah and you can get tax relief on it as well yeah, yeah. i think um probably for me would be so what you touched on but i would say to show people what they can get on retirement i think if you can see i'm going to get that on retirement and if i contribute xyz um, it'll show me I'm going to get X amount. And also what we do is on the app now, which is fantastic, is on the pension, if you drill into it, it shows you projection on what you can get. But then it also shows you what you get annually and monthly. It works it out. And it works it out if you increase your direct debit or if you impulse save automatically and it'll show you what exactly what you're getting. And if you think, well, that's not enough, I need to contribute some more. There you go. Perfect. And Donald, one last one from you. We'll quickly <coughs> bring you on. One last quick one. What... What gets yeah. you going with pensions? Personally, I would say we should use like some sort of dialing down the noise so that clients can have clarity of sound, really. You know, the jargon, you pretty much have to speak a different language in pensions. So I probably normally would call it pensionese. That needs to go. If we need to let people, if we want people to engage with pensions, then we have to be able to dial down some of the language and the terms that we use and make pensions really, really simple for people. The end clients really don't, you know, they don't LTAs, PCLS, uh, CFCs and all that. No. In simple, clear, concise language so that they can explain it. Pretty much what the pensions technical at TPI do right now is pretty much dialing down the noise so that clients can actually have clarity of mind, understand understand what self-investment pensions are and are able to engage with you easier. It's easier for them to engage with you when they understand 
the language. So it's been about changing the language from pensionese to simple, clear English that everyone understands. I think that's going to go a long way. And another thing I'll probably say, you know, a lot of people, money doesn't sleep at all. So it's money that you've actually have saved that you've earned. So if you've spent it and you've not saved it, you've not earned it at all. So keep saving, keep investing and keep setting goals for yourselves. Perfect. Thank you, Donald. And thanks for joining us today as well. Thank you. Thank you. It's so, a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Before we finish, just as a quick reminder as well, ladies and gents, we're very much at tax year end as well. So don't forget to, if you've not already maximised this tax year, um, depends what day you're listening to it, how many days are left, but uh, you've got until the 5th of April to contribute into your ISA pension um, and so on. So don't, don't forget that. So as ever, thank you for joining us. I hope you found today's session on pensions at least interesting. Um, maybe not as excited as Donald was, but there you are. Um, please do also remember to like and also subscribe for more information. Thank you. Subscribing to the True Potential YouTube channel is quick and easy. Simply go to the channel on your desktop or through the YouTube app on your phone and click the subscribe button. You can then press the notification bell symbol if you wish to be notified as and when new videos are released. Doing this is a great way to keep yourself updated with market developments and personal finance insights. Thank you to everyone who has subscribed and we look forward to continuing to help you do more with your money.